Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Let's read the first four verses. First four verses, and we'll pause wherever there's any punctuation. Reading in unison, please, at this time. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Let's have prayer. Our Father, we pray as we would emphasize the second verse tonight. We pray that, Lord, we would take heed to this portion of Holy Scripture. We pray that we would not set it aside, but we would seek to obey its precepts, that we might be the kind of Christian we ought to be. We pray if any are here without Christ, that they might realize that they are very much lacking in the Christian life because they don't have the Christ of the Christian life. And may they trust Christ very soon. And if not tonight, our Father, be born again. We thank Thee for April Farron receiving Thee as Savior recently. And then Nathan Hamiland, uh, thank Thee for sending Brother R.G. Rose by here. What a blessing his preaching was. And Lord, since you didn't send Doug Thompson by this year, you sent another tornado or hurricane by, and uh, his name was Rose instead of Thompson. We thank thee for the preaching. Thank thee for the conversion of precious, precious souls. Thank thee for Sunday night as we went around and we saw so many at the end of the evening service who had received Christ right here at Tabernacle. How my heart was thrilled as I heard that all three of the Waltons had trusted thee as Savior and Lord. And then now to have April and Nathan come to the knowledge of the truth. There are others that need to be saved. Dear Lord, even among our teenagers, I'm convinced. And so, Lord, we pray that they would soon repent and believe the gospel and be born again. Help us, Lord, not to take so much time with the outsiders that we forget the ones right inside. We thank Thee for Thy working and Thy Holy Spirit's blessing in the salvation of precious, never-dying souls. Now meet our need tonight. Bring glory to Thy name. And dear God, just help us to look and lift up our hearts to Thee in praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. I'm going to, have a, I'm going to bring out a number of things that we do not need to set our affection on. And then I'm going to bring out a number of things that we do need to set our affection on. And so that's what my, the main thrust of the message is. And then I'll be using a couple characters in the Bible, Lord willing, by the name of Anna. And then also, because she was in prayer, she had affection to prayer and fasting. And then going and witnessing. And then also uh, Joseph of the Old Testament. And how he was an example of one who set his affection on things above. And then also uh, the Joseph of the New Testament. We brought that up in our Nashon meeting, uh, Nashon 
preaching, I think, or something else recently that we preached on. So I want to mention seeking, setting our affection, and then serving. And I'd like to start with the fact here, it says, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. And now if I have more negatives than I do positives, so does the Lord in the Ten Commandments. Hello? If you know what you should not be doing and what you should not be setting your affection on, automatically you'll know what you in the exact opposite of what you should set your affection on. So don't take issue with the preacher uh, because the Lord maybe brought up more negatives than positives. And um, we have plenty of positives here as well, but just take that to note. It says in the Scriptures, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It's not of the Father, but is of the world, and the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. And I want to bring this out about Nashon. I got this from my sermon that I didn't have. I should have listened to my old tape, and I'd have had some more, some more ammunition for my sermon on uh, Sunday, and then on Monday at the tent meeting. And I enjoyed both times. In fact, they said that there were some things I mentioned on Sunday that I didn't mention on Monday, and vice versa. And so... And I, the, the one, what was that, 90-something, it was in the late 90s when I preached it. Man, that sermon was completely different. But here were three things in that sermon. Nashon's giving, he gave in an extravagant way to God. We shouldn't be more extravagant in our giving to our wife or our loved ones or our husband than we do to God. Secondly, he gave in an exemplary way. He was a good example in his giving. And all the other tribes followed suit. It was an expensive gift to God. Extravagant and an exemplary gift giving. And then uh, it was evangelistic giving. It was excitable. And I would say this, that we need to give evangelistically. We need to give that others might hear. We need to give with great enthusiasm. Boy, wasn't that uh, an enthusiastic meeting with R.G. Rose. I mean, right the, out of them their hills. Amen? Whew. It's, like, it's kind of like John the Baptist preaching. Some people might say, well, that's what we get around here all the time from you, Brother Harvey, when you get fired up. Well, praise the Lord. But I'll tell you, that was different, wasn't it? That was good for me. I appreciate it. I thank God for it. The second thing I'd like to mention is seek those things which are above. We're to seek. The Lord, while he may be found, call you upon him while he's near. And then the scripture says we brought nothing into this world and certain we can carry nothing out. We came in naked. We're going out naked, friends. And then, you know, serve the Lord. We should serve the Lord with fear. And rejoice with trembling, it says in Psalm 2. Then Psalm 100 says, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Do you serve the Lord with gladness? It seemed like our brother Rose did. Why are we not so happy? Our circumstances have us down. 
What are we doing under there? I said, I'm doing pretty good under the circumstances. Get out from under there. Do not let your circumstances control you. Let the Spirit of God control you. Amen? Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Serve the Lord with gladness. Then in Romans 7, 6, it says, We should serve in newness of spirit. Newness of spirit. Then in Matthew 4, 11, uh, 10, God and Him only shalt thou serve. We're supposed to serve only God. And then 1 Samuel twelve twenty four says, Serve Him in truth and with all your heart. Tells us how we're supposed to serve God. And then set not your affection on the wrong things. By the way, it says that Moses forsook Egypt, esteeming the reproaches of Christ. That's a great statement, friend. He, he, he esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than the riches in Egypt. Isn't that marvelous? Who in the world wants to be, have the reproaches of Christ on you unless you're right with God? He esteemed that greater than the riches of Egypt. He forsook Egypt. And then, we're not to have affection. Here's where we get into the number, many of the things that we're not to have affection for. And the sad thing, sad thing that maybe your pastor and our and pastor's family and all of you, maybe all of us, are in some areas here we're showing too much affection for things that we ought not to be showing our affection for. Hello? So if this hits you, just take it, amen? If it hits me, I'll take it too. I, by the way, when you're a pastor, you're preaching all the time, you're preaching to yourself all the time. And if you're the right kind of a pastor, you're, you're always, you're, 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 as you study and as you give the word out, you're, you're, you're having to find fault with yourself as well as the fact that you're giving out the word so others can self-examine themselves. Because we don't have often, except for the His conferences recently, we don't have too many revivals. That's why I had Brother Rose come in. I want to hear outside speakers. There's a lot of work that has to be done on this pastor. I've got enough wisdom to know that. Amen? But don't you find fault with me. Amen? There's enough already finding fault with me. Amen? And the devil's really finding fault with me. He's the accuser of the brethren. You know what the devil has against me? Everything. He's got anything and everything against me. Because I'm one of the, the arch enemies of Satan. I'm the mouthpiece for God. And his arch enemy is God. I want you to know I hate the devil with everything in my being. I'd like to uncover his nasty work every time I get a chance. Amen. Look at this now. So do some self-examining. Don't be thinking about the fellow over here, the, the woman over here, or the child over here, or the teenager over here. You know, just check up on yourself. And then when we get to the positives, seek to apply those. All right, I'm going to get in some rough ones now here. We are not to have, it says, set your affection on things above. We're not supposed to set our affection on food. Food. 
See, we don't drink the alcohol, but if we're not careful, we set our affection on food, and we're supposed to set our affection on the bread of life. Our lovely Lord Jesus. Some of us set too much affection on drink. In this country, mixed drinks. Amen? And then, we're not to spend all our time uh, being concerned about our figure, ladies. Does not do me any good. I don't like to hear. I just heard about my, my wife's relative. Sorry, honey. I think it's a bunch of junk. Just get out in the field and start bending over and get some crops and give them to the poor people. I don't believe you. I don't believe you women. Sorry now. I'm, I, I was going to get into whatever. I don't believe this business about women working out. You ought to work out enough at home. If you don't know what to do, we'll set you here in the church and let you clean the church or let you uh, do something else. Amen. I don't think women ought to be doing exercises. They ought to be being at home and having children. Boy, I'll tell you that that old, you know, that'll be enough exercise. Amen. I didn't like it when it first came out. I still don't like it. Don't like to see women out there running. I'm sorry I don't like to see women out there running. Say, what's good exercise? I don't care what it is. I don't like to see it. It it, it bothered me. Did you realize before Eisenhower, they had no physical education at all in our school system at all? They were out there working on the farm. They were working in the gardens. They were producing. Their work was producing something. Well, I say today, we ought to produce today. Amen? So much of our efforts to don't even produce a, a deer. Or some fish produces nothing. I think that's a bunch of wasted exercise. I don't care what you say. Amen. Workouts. I despise seeing women out there running. Everything flopping all. It's awful. Amen. That's not modesty. And I think you're supposed to be modest in front of other women as well as men. Amen. Well, amen. No, you'll never come back, sister, but you'll get it one time. And no, she's smiling at me. Most, a lot of people can't take my strong preaching at all. They like Brother R.G. Rose, but no, some of them don't like him either. Anyhow, all right. Uh, oh, or personal beauty. You shouldn't be spending so much time on personal beauty. You should be spending time. I know it says the woman's hair is her glory. I know that. But what I'm saying is personal beauty. Cleanliness is different. Be clean. Be clean. Mrs. Lightsey might have to clean up after you over there. Amen? Be clean, and we might have to sit next to you. What's that? What's that? What do they call those things? A clothesline thing on your nose, preacher. You wouldn't believe why I have one. Anyhow, no, you know, it wouldn't hurt you to put some perfume on. Instant shower, you know. Right through your shirt. I, I try to, sometimes I forgot my breath mints. I've got them tonight because I get close to people. And my breath isn't the best. You know, try to do what you can with what you have. But listen, this, there's too much on this personal beauty. And what we need is more inner beauty. That which is beautiful to God. And then we have, uh, it says here, we're not supposed to set our affection on wealth. Love not, it says, what the love of money is the root of all evil. We're not supposed to set our affection on education. It doesn't say you shouldn't get an education. I'm just saying, don't set too much 
of all your affection. All your money, too. Amen? And then on, not on degrees and not on lands. Not on pomp. Don't set your affection on pompous things or on pleasure or on drugs or on feelings or on your savings or on insurance or on vehicles or houses or the stock market or gold or silver or precious stones. Or don't set too much of your affection on antiques. Don't spend... Don't set too much of your affection. This is going to hit you now. Sorry. Sorry, I wasn't going to. I'm I'm showing no mercy. I'm showing no mercy to myself, so I'll show no mercy to you either. You should not set an over, over, over abundance of affection on your own children even. You should be concerned about God. Some of you, I'm telling you, you could, I think if we're not careful as Christians, we're serving the Lord. We're not serving our children. We're providing for our children. We're teaching our children. I think there's a danger there. God might call you to go off, no, you, you not, maybe not normally, and go off to serve somewhere. I believe Christ comes before your children, friends. Amen? Christ comes before my wife. Hello? Before I had my wife, I had my Jesus. If she dies tomorrow, I'll still have my Christ. I have never, I have never sought to give more money to my wife than I will my Jesus. Or to give to my family or my children more than I'll give in my offerings to God. My Christ, my God comes first before my children. By the way, your wife is part of you, so you're just given to her. You, you know, they two are one flesh, you're just given to yourself. Now, it says you're to husbands, love your wives. I'm not nullifying those. Hello? And we should love our children, care for our children, discipline our children, and everything else. We should not set our affection only on our family. Only on our family. Hello? Christ gave us our family. He comes before our family. Amen? He comes before our wife, before our husband. Amen? We're not supposed to set our affection on church buildings, but the Christ who gave us the church building. Some people almost worship the, the, the buildings that God provides in the church, on the church properties. It's terrible. Worship the Christ who gave us the nice buildings. Thank God for the air conditioning tonight. It's pretty hot today. This is the first hot one. I didn't go out at all. I was glad of it. I enjoyed myself today. If you were sweating like a hog or a mule, that's your business. The Lord, I just stayed and studied, meditated and prayed and rested Made a bunch of phone calls and what have you. A few appointments. We're not supposed to set our affection on our, on our bank accounts. Amen? Whether they be the church accounts or our personal accounts. We're not supposed to set our affection on our investments 
or on animals. Oh, here we're getting the animal lovers. I told you, I was going to get you all tonight. Horses, dogs. Amen. Christ gave the horses to us. And the beasts to us. Just thank God they don't tear your arm off or something. Amen. And that they're lovable beasts. And don't you buy any pit, pit bull and invite me to your house. Amen. I'll keep my daughter and my wife away from your house. I despise those things that hurt people. Amen. He said, mine won't. Well, the others will, and I don't know if yours will or not. Amen. We're not supposed to have affection for toys. We're grown-up men and women, or for boats, or for guns. We're not supposed to set our affection on guns and sports and, and fishing and pictures. Man, alive. How much money? You better figure out how much money you're spending on pictures. And how much time you are spending looking at all the pictures. We're a picture-crazy country. If we're not careful, we'll be worshiping ourselves and have ourselves all over the walls. Well, amen. Have scripture on the walls. It'll remind us of our heavenly family and our heavenly home. Well, amen. Y'all looking at me kind of strange-like. We're a picture-crazy people. When you look at the pictures, you always want to see yourself in there, don't you? Huh? Oh, I wonder how I looked. Oh, I didn't look very good in there. Huh? huh? Some of you, they're taking pictures and you're... I did that at the family reunion. I thought my pictures were kind of good. It was crazy like this with all the grandkids all around me. I think it's pretty nice. But man, alive! You really don't have to take 150 pictures every, every three weeks. Well, amen. I'll tell you, our, we should not set our affection on our vacations. On our birthdays. Amen. There's very little in the Bible said about birthdays except Herod's birthday and maybe Job on their day, it said. His children feasted. We shouldn't spend too much affection on parties. We should spend no affection on drunkenness. We should be careful we don't spend too much affection on eating out. We're in an eating out society today. Amen. Eat at home. Teach your girls how to cook. We're not supposed to set our affection on TV. If we're not careful, we set all our affection on music even. Although God gave us the psalm book. Amen? In the last, in the last couple of years, somebody's done some research on some of these uh, classical musicians. And some of their past is awful. They were perverts. Thank God for Bach. But most of them were not as holy as Bach was. Amen? 
Just check it all up, amen? We, we shouldn't have our affection set on plays, dramas, but on God and on His precious Word. We shouldn't set our affection on furniture, new, older, and different. We should not set our affection on campers or on, on expensive gadgets, even on airplanes. We should not set our affection on temporal things, things that are going to pass away. That's what it says, love not the world, neither the things. Set not your affection on what? We're to set our affection on things above, not on things on the earth. So our, our whole involvement, the great part of our, all of our affection should be toward heavenly attitudes, heavenly things, eternal things, and not things that are of the earth, earthy. I'm telling you what you ought to be thinking about and what you should be involved with tonight, and some of you won't like the picture. We're too involved with things God is not concerned about at all. It's not necessarily that they're all evil either. But they take your time up. We're not supposed to set our affection on new, get, uh, new fixtures, on our farms, or on fancy things, or on games, or on carnivals. We're not supposed to set our affection on movies. There it is, horses, dogs, cats. Get them all. Not on clothes, fancy clothes. Not on shoes and hairdos. And we're not supposed to be involved with dainty foods either. The Bible speaks about some of that. And then we're not supposed to set our affection on cultural things. Very little said at all in the Bible about cultural things. Amen. And Brother Lights, he says, Amen. Give me my boat. And the disciples at least went fishing, didn't they? Amen. And you know what they did? They brought something home they could eat. Amen. Amen. You know, a lot of countries, that, that some of their diet, that's their main, main diet is fish. And things out of the sea. By the way, oysters are not Bible food. My wife, um, my Bethany, tried one of those things, and she, she, anyhow, it was pretty rough. I won't get into that, how bad it was. It was not a fried oyster. It was one of the ones that had not been fried. Anyhow, just let your imagination run away with you. We should not be have our affection on Santa Claus because he's stealing the thunder of the Christ of Calvary. We should not set our affection on on having having a good paying job. I'm sorry, fellas, we talk too much about it. We talk too much about it instead of just what is the will of God? What is the will of God? Maybe it'd be as well for you to have two jobs. I don't think normally it is because you need to be around your family. We believe in the family. Some people act like if they have a good paying job, everything's all right. And then, they're not, and then they, they end up not even in church. There's something more important than these things. 
All right, we're still going on. We should not set our affection on, on furniture or on campers. Oh, I already covered all that. What in the world? That's number eight. Nine. All right, I'm going to ten here. All right. I only got 13 pages, so we're at least to ten. We're moving out here. We're coming down to the end of the wire here. We're supposed to set our affection on giving to Christ. On living for Christ. On obeying our wonderful Lord. On loving Christ. On witnessing for our Christ. On serving Him with all our being. On helping others. Others, may this my motto be, that I may live for others, that I may live for Thee. On serving Christ. On worshiping Christ. This is what we should set our affection on. These are things above and eternal. On reading God's precious holy word. On memorizing God's word. On loving other people. Loving each other. That's biblical. (laughs) On serving each other. We should serve each other. We shouldn't want people to serve us. We should want to serve others. On winning others. On preaching to others. On living for others. We should be living for other people. Not for ourselves. We three and no more. We're a selfish people. We live unto ourselves. Whether we live, we live unto the Lord. Whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. We don't live unto ourselves. We should be living for others. We should be giving to others. Giving to others. Not stashing it all up in our bank account that we're going to leave and our our loved ones are going to squander most of it anyhow. Or fight over it or something. Give it to the ministry. Give it to missions. On pleasing Christ. This doesn't mean you shouldn't please your wife, what I said before. Amen? But boy, you ought to please Jesus first. Enoch pleased God. He had this testimony that he pleased God. He walked with God in the midst of a wicked generation. So did Noah. We should spend our time and our affection on preparing others Ourself, wait, preparing ourself and others for the judgment and for eternity. Here's another one. We should set our affection on prayer. Anna did at 84 years old. She didn't leave the temple, <laughs> but she was fasting in prayer day and night. And then the Messiah came and she went to everybody in Jerusalem to tell them that he's here. How many, how, many, how many of you, dear ladies, I say this kindly to you, not to be hard on you. How many of you ladies really are even a little bit like Anna? I know she, her, she was without a husband. I didn't understand all that, but she lived in her virginity seven years or something that, from her virginity, I should say. I don't understand all that. I know one thing. At her 84 years old, she was not uh, sitting around and she wasn't going from house to house gossiping or nothing. Amen. She was busy praying in the temple and serving God and fasting. May God help us. 
Years and years and years ago when I went in the Navy, I've already told our regular people, I, I had two ladies come up to me after boot camp, said, I prayed every day for you, Jack Harvey. Made me feel like a giant. I knew no wonder, no wonder I, I was able to be the Protestant lay leader in, in boot camp with little, as little as I knew. They'd say the Hail Marys and the Our Fathers, and then they let me get up and preach on top of the table right there in boot camp. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. I think I gave him John 3, 16. That's about all I knew. But they heard it. They heard it. Praise God, they heard it. Somehow they found out I was a Christian. Didn't hide my light under a bushel. And then on meditation. On meditation. We should set our affection on meditating. Day and night. And upon our bed, the Bible says. And then on fellowship with others. Listen, you're always in trouble when you want to get away from other people. Amen? When you want to get away from the pastor, you're in trouble. Hello? You should want to come to the pastor and tell him you're praying for him. Amen? When you're trying to get away from the pastor, when you're trying to get away from Brother Hammonds because, you know, he's just, he's just bugging you or something, you know. Or he said something to you in the choir or something. You know what I mean? You're going in the wrong direction. You should go to him instead of going away from him. Amen? Hello? When you don't want to be around people, you've got a problem, friends. We should want fellowship, one with another. Amen? Amen. I like to get together with you, Brother Lightsey. To tell you the truth, I like to get together with everybody in the whole church. Just don't have any time, Brother Lowell. Amen? We're too busy doing what we're doing. Amen? Praise God. Keep doing what you're doing. Amen? But I don't love Brother Lights anymore than I do Brother Lowell. Amen. I love everybody the same in the whole church. Amen. Hello. Amen. I might have, I do have more respect for Pastor Hammonds being in the ministry than I do some of you lay people though. Hello. Amen. Because he's, he's, he's worthy of it. Hello. You get what I'm talking about? Amen. But what about a fellowship? Don't you love fellowship one with another? And then fellowship with God. Fellowship with God. We should set our affection on having fellowship with the Lord. And then on preaching. We should set our affection on preaching or on praising God. And then thanksgiving. Almost the rest of it here, I think, is all thanksgiving. Because, man, we shall spend a lot of time thanksgiving. On thanksgiving to God. On thanksgiving to others. We ought to thank other people for having a part in our life and helping us in our life for God. Are you thankful for other people? Amen? I ought to be thankful for, for your faithfulness. Here, Brother Scott, you've been over, you've been over there in Georgetown, but our brother, you, you've been pretty faithful. Even with that time over there. I appreciate your faithfulness, brother. Not one time did it come up in my mind. Not one time with all these months did I think you were unfaithful to this church or your wife or your family. You know why? Because I think good of people. But it's not been easy with his job over there. Are you over here yet? He's coming back. Hey, man. I don't slack off now. You know, you get back. No. You know, you get what I mean? You know, but then other people, you wonder, where are they? You know? Because they could be here. You know, even Brother Walton, he, he's got to drive 
And so he just wasn't able to come tonight. And little Johnny came up and told me that. They, he just can't, he's got to drive all night and everything. Well, listen, I understand that. It was nice she came up and told me, though. Amen? Hello? We love Brother John. I sure don't want him to drive off the road and kill all three of you. That won't help anything around here. Amen? We'll have fewer to beat the devil down. Amen? And, and, and ruin him and get some souls saved. So the Lord knows, but wasn't that nice that, that, that Johnny and the Brother Walton thought that, that I ought to know about that? That was nice. I like that. Not that, not that I'm, I'm an overlord. That's not it, you know. Now I can pray for you as you make your trip. And say, man, you know, he, he would have been here because he's always here. Amen? He's faithful when he's not working. Amen? So just, you know, just thank the Lord. Amen. It's good to see you back again, Joseph. He's been pretty faithful. Had a lot of things going on and everything else. Amen. We all love Joseph. Amen. Buddy, thank God for people. Let's thank God for one another. Praise God for one another. Thanksgiving for salvation. Oh, man. Amen. Our affection ought to be that we ought to thank God that we're saved. And thank God for the two that got saved this week. Amen? Amen. Are, you, are you living better than you were last week? <laughs> no, no. Amen. Amen? If she did, gets really genuinely saved. Things will be different inside and things will be different outside. Same with Nathan. Amen? And you never sinned one time after you got saved, did you? No, we're expecting you to have your ups and downs, but things will be better. Amen? And if our prayers are with you like they ought to be, things will be a whole lot better. Amen? We don't forget to pray for you like Pastor Hammond's mentioned tonight. We should pray one for another. On thanksgiving for the church. On thanksgiving for the preachers that he sends by. And the pastor. Thanksgiving for the missionaries that come by. Did you know, I'm telling you, I, I, I love to hear that, Mrs. Lightsey, today. I love to hear that about those Sheridans. Because I think they're sharp people. I think they're sharp missionaries. And you know what she said? She said they left that serviceman center spotless. Spotless over there. I like that. I said, I like that. That's a good testimony. To, so they, didn't, they, they, they were thankful. The, the proof of their thankfulness was that they, they, they rolled their sleeves. And so did R.G. Rose, too. The day before he left, R.G. Rose said, where's the, where's the brush for the toilets? Well, I kind of like that. We've had some others, and you get in there, and it's a pig pen. Well, why support them? Amen? They don't want to lighten Mrs. Lightsey or whoever's going to clean the place. They know it's got to be clean. And not, listen, there are times, you know what I mean, if they, if they got into a bind and everything went haywire and they had to go off because of their family or they didn't plan things properly and they had to leave early, at least they could leave a note and say, I, I, I just vacuumed, I didn't have much time to clean up. Uh, please forgive me. Amen? Even if they don't even leave a $10 bill, but they could do that too. No, if they're poor, we don't even expect that. Are you with me? Hello? But I like to hear that. Those Sheridans, they're, they're sharp. He said, I was looking at your literature around here to see if this certain author had this thing on repentance. And he said, you didn't have it in there. That's what he told me. He's checking the church out, checking the preacher out, because his pastor is strong. 
in biblical separation. And his wife was as strong and straight as he was. Amen? We ought to give thanksgiving. Thanksgiving for the schools that we have in America in our church here. Are we thankful for our schools? We should set our affection on giving thanks for our schools, for our education that we're able to get. That's the last page now. Hang on. We're really coming down to the wire now. Thanksgiving for the Bible that we go around. We should set our affection on just giving thanks that we have the Holy Bible. Oh, Holy Bible, book divine, precious treasure, thou art mine. Mine to tell me whence I came. Mine to tell me what I am. Holy Bible, book divine, precious treasure, thou art mine. John Rice said, I like to hold it close to my heart. This is God's word. We ought to give thanks that we have our homes. You know why? Because the Bible doesn't even say, he says, having food and raiment be there with content. It didn't say food, raiment, and a house. Hello? Hello? Doesn't say food, raiment, and even a roof over your head. Nope. My Lord Jesus, I believe it's the message of the Master. He said, with food and raiment be there with... That's food and clothing for you kids. Food and clothing be there with content. Boy, without your washing machine, how would you do, ladies? Hmm? Lord says we're supposed to be content. Well, I, uh, man, you know, I need some new sneakers on my kids. Well, they need raiment. Amen. <laughs> they need some, some shoes on their feet, raiment, something on their back to keep them warm. Why we haven't had steak in, in a year? Man, I don't know, when I grew up, I ever had steak in a month. You know, in a month or maybe two years, I had fish every once in a while, and it wasn't cooked right. Anyhow, but I'm saying, well, you know, uh, you know I, we, we've been a whole month, and we haven't had any filet mignon, or, or we haven't had any T-bone steaks. Well, oh, I feel so sorry for you. God, thank God you have any hamburger meat. You know what they used to do years ago when people were poor? They put more water in. Stretch it out longer, and then if visitors came in, they, they put a whole lot of water in it. And, you know, you know what is wanton soup? You know, you you stick the chicken bone in there, and that's all you get. It's nothing but broth. Maybe you get a little piece of chicken once in a while, or beef. We are so blessed in America. Thanksgiving for food. Thanksgiving for our families. Thank you. Thanksgiving. For all things and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And let me mention these two and I think we'll be through. Joseph of the Old Testament. Whatever state he was in, it just seemed like he didn't understand it all, but it was the lot. He, he had these dreams and he got put in the pit because God gave him dreams. And he rebuked his brothers. He did what was right and he got punished for doing right. He got punished for being the favored son. So did Jesus, our wonderful Lord. What about the Joseph of the New Testament? Mary's 
uh, husband later after Jesus was born. They were already considered husband and wife, but he didn't come together with her because she was virgin. Jesus was virgin born. But wasn't he a great man of God as well? Joseph? My, my. We need to learn to be thankful for each other. Thankful for all these things. We need to set our affection on things above and not on things on the earth. So you just tell these young soldier boys for me that they need to forget their automobiles. When I got saved, when I had my automobiles, I got saved at 16. I just wanted what God wanted me to have. I didn't want anything fancy. I wanted what God wanted me to have. And, I, and God gave me some good vehicles. I wanted something I could bring someone else to church with me. Because these guys drive around like a bunch of madmen, these single soldiers, I'm almost of the opinion that they all ought to get a minivan so they can bring everybody to church with them. Amen? And lighten the load for our, our, our single soldiers' workers. I'm serious. They could take all their junk and throw it in there. Don't have to pack it carefully or anything. Amen? When they're going home to see mom and daddy and everybody else. Amen? They can go pick somebody up at the airport. And, oh, I got plenty of room. I'll go get them. And then witness to them all the way back. Amen? Preach Jesus to them all the way back. Mm-hmm. They're pretty good on gas. Get you a six-cylinder or even a four, but a six usually. Amen? Fairly good. Amen. We're becoming unthankful in America. And we're becoming unholy. Because we're seeking things of the earth instead of seeking the things of heaven. We've got our affection on the wrong things. Amen? Amen? Some of us, if we're not careful, we're going to get wrapped up in pleasure. Pleasure seekers. You know what I was thinking? I'll close with that verse. As the heart or the deer pants after the water brook, so pants my soul after thee, O God. We ought to have affection toward our Christ, our God. Heavenly things. And we'll be the better for it. We will be, and all those around us will be the better for it. We're always better when we're not selfish. If we're God-centered instead of self-centered, we're going to be a greater blessing. Always. And Brother Dormany said, Amen. Amen? Amen. Christ-centered instead of self-centered. Is it so easy for us to think about me, myself, and I, all three of us? <laughs> huh? And just leave everybody else out. And others are in worse shape than I am. Amen? Oh, I forgot one thing and I was going to put it down. I want to thank God for our health. Amen? You know, you know what I ought to thank the Lord for? That the men came out today. Was it today? Yes, yesterday. I don't know, today or yesterday. I came Tuesday. It came yesterday. And they were taking care of the termites. 
I'm thankful when I asked the guy at the end, I said, how bad is it? He said, really not too bad. Well, they could have taken my whole house away. Those termites, taking every one of the studs away, amen? And all it costed me is, well, about a couple hundred dollars to 175 and then whatever, he got up to 190 with the tax and all that. Thank the Lord I had the 190. I didn't have it extra, but I had it. Amen? Thank God you even had it. Amen? And your health. Sometimes I get up and I say, thank the Lord that my roof isn't leaking. Amen? When other people's roofs are leaking. Oh, may we God, God help us. Lord, we love thee. Thank thee for thy goodness. Thank thee for this word of truth. Help us to set our affection on things above. Help us, Lord, to so just love thee and love thy word and the things of heaven that, Lord, we're just somehow we're taken out of this realm of the nasty now and now and all the earthly things and we're set up in the heavenlies so that we can enjoy the fellowship and thy presence and the things of heaven the things of thyself lord the things that are eternal help us lord we pray that the message has been a blessing i believe it's already helped me i hope it will help others in jesus name